It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to talk about Dwight Howard's comments saying that he thought the Wizards were going to win the 2020 Finals if he would have came back. And we're going to get to a couple of you guys' hot takes as well. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter promo code locked on NBA for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. As you see, Brandon has a Bird Dogs hat on right now. If you're watching on YouTube, I got my commander stuff on. Shout out to Bird Dogs. They did send this stuff as well. I got the Bird Dogs box right here. All right, so we're going to get into Dwight Howard's comments um, that he said on an interview. Uh, this interview was with uh, Matt Hoffa. Uh, Dwight Howard, he said, before I left Washington, I had talked to the owner of the team and the GM. At the time, it was Tommy Shepard. I said, if you allow me to get healthy, I'm going to come back. I'm going to lose 30 pounds, and we're going to win the championship. Then they traded me to the Grizzlies. Um, on a scale of 110, how believable do you think that statement was? Is that a one? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> thirty pounds, man. I, I mean, all right. I'm a. I'm just gonna say this. Let's take a look at the roster real quick from 2019 mm. to 2020. All right, Bradley Bill, but it gets better. Davis Bertans, right? Isaac Bonga, Troy Brown Jr., Thomas Bryant, Roy Hachimura, but Yamahimi, Garrison Matthews. They're just, just that's just a glimpse of the roster we had that year. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, they. They're not even good enough to challenge for the plan. I just I, – I don't know what he's talking about, man. I just – you know, sometimes Dwight Howard kind of talks out of the side of his neck. I don't – you know, even if there was a healthy John Wall, that's just you – know, it's just a team full of role players, man. I don't see them really being that successful. Even with a big three of John Wall, Bradley Bill, and a, and a healthy Dwight Howard. Now, I'll admit that um, the year prior when they, when they signed him, I believe it was what – Jeff Green, they had a nice – I mean, they mm-hmm. looked like they had a pretty decent team that could, could have made a run. But even then, they didn't have a championship roster, man. So, yeah, I, I'm going to say it won. They just didn't have enough talent <laughs> to even challenge for playing. So, I don't know what he's talking about. I have no clue what Dwight Howard's talking about. Right, yeah, you really said zero. Maybe they could win a championship with the team that he was with overseas in China or whatever team that was. Uh, he was recruiting guys to play over there uh, a couple weeks ago. But – um, yeah, that team was was really bad. And even next year, if he would have stayed and him dropping 30 pounds, because he was already lean at the time, so he didn't really need to drop 30 pounds. But yeah, that team with Scott Brooks coaching, Bradley Bill, that was one of the years where he put up 30 because he, you know, he took every shot that he wanted with that team. That team, yeah, it was it was, it was pretty darn bad. Jan Mahimi, like you said, CJ Miles was on the team. CJ Miles barely played. Dwight was traded for CJ Miles in a couple second round picks. 
Uh, Jerome Robinson was on the roster. Admiral Schofield was on the roster. And that was the year where the virus happened. So they had to go to the bubble. And they, I think they lost every game in the bubble. Isaiah Thomas was on the roster. And then we then that did not work out. So we traded him. Uh, I can't even remember what we traded him for, but they just wanted to move on quickly for him. Mo Wagner, Jared Utoff, Jonathan Williams, Chris Chioza, Isak Bonga, Wizards legend Isak Bonga was getting big minutes. He was starting a couple games as well. So that was probably one of the worst rosters that I've seen uh, in the NBA. Then also uh, AP, the seven foot one guy. Uh, I'm trying to see what country he's from, but yeah, his name was like Ashnis Panishkis. I, I can barely pronounce his <laughs> name, but yeah, that Ish Smith was on the roster again. Another Wizards legend, Ish Smith, but that team was was pretty darn bad. Then John Wall, of course, he slipped in towards Achilles, so he was out for another year. But like you said, the year before that, I like that role. I actually like the moves that that Tommy Shepard made that year, um, bringing in Jeff Green. Uh, bringing in uh, – I thought Austin Rivers was going to work out, but it, it did not at all. Um, actually, 2018-2019, was that the year with uh, – Ernie? that might have been Ernie Grunfeld's last year. I think that was when, that's when he got fired because he traded – Yeah, yeah. He traded Kelly Oubre for uh, Trevor Ariza, the ghost of Trevor Ariza. He thought it was going to be the Wizards Trevor Ariza when John Wall – when we made the playoffs <laughs> the first time. But you got, you got an older version of Trevor Ariza. And then they got Bobby Portis, which I liked that trade. I thought that was a good trade, but they didn't bring him back. Yeah. And then they traded away Marquise Morris. They brought in Wesley Johnson. They just he just made a whole bunch of trades. Sam Decker was on the roster. Uh, Thomas Bryant, John Wall got injured. Austin Rivers it didn't work out. He didn't really get along with Bradley Bill. So that 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 team just didn't work out. And Dwight wasn't that bad. He actually was solid that season for the Wizards. He averaged like twelve and nine, which is not great. But then again, he had that back injury where he barely played. So it was one of the worst signings for the Wizards uh, getting Dwight Howard because he, he barely played. Yeah, it's just I just humbly think that Dwight Howard needs to put the cup down, man. To stop, <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a hot take for sure. Oh, it's definitely a hot take, but it's it's craziness, <laughs> man. Because you didn't have enough talent. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, even if John Wall was healthy, you just don't have enough on the bench. I mean, there's so much, there's so much limitation on that roster. I mean, for Tom's, we know what he can do: shoot mm-hmm. three pointers, and that is it. I mean, if his shot ain't dropping, I mean, he's pretty much non-existent on the court. Um, Troy Brown, you know, just another failed draft pick. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just laughable, man. I just don't see anybody on the <laughs> roster to help this team even make it past the first round. Even if we get to the first round, I think it'll be with that roster, man. It's a struggle getting to the plan. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know where these comments come from, man. You know, like you said, I think we're both fans of the, the previous year. Yeah, the previous year they had a night. Like you said, the signings were were decent, man. I've, I've always been a big Jeff Green fan, man. You know, mm-hmm. going back to Georgetown days. So I thought that was a good signing, but. You know, again, just the fact that Yamahini's on the team just makes you want to shake your head. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they traded away Otto Porter as well. He didn't work out. Yeah. Um, so they he made a. I mean, Ernie Grenfell just made a bunch of trades at the trade deadline and, and traded Kelly Oubre for for Trevor Reza, which was one of the uh, one of the worst trades I've seen as well. All right. So, but yeah, Dwight Dwight definitely had a hot take on that one. But we're gonna get to some <laughs> of you guys' hot takes. But before we do that. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dog makes you look good. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Shout out to Bird Dogs once again. They sent us a hat. Brandon's wearing the hat. I got the box right here. They sent us a Yeti-style tumbler as well. They have nice shorts, nice pants, tech pants, joggers, 
anything you name it. If you want to go golfing, grilling, going to the beach, playing basketball, playing football, whatever you name it, Bird Dogs has the right stuff for you. So make sure you guys check out Bird Dogs as soon as possible. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or enter promo code LockedOnNBA for a free white tech hat. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or promo code LockedOnNBA for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, in the next week, uh, stay tuned. I'm pretty sure that the NBA is going to come out with the schedule. Next week, I know they came out with a couple nationally nationally televised games, uh, so I'm excited for that. I don't know how many uh, national televised games the Wizards are going to get. They might not get any. I think the only one that they, that they may get, Brandon saying one, the, the only one that they may they might get is probably when the Suns come to town, maybe the Bradley Bill return game. They're going to give him a tribute. You know, we already saw Bradley Bill, the Drake concert, and he got booed a lot already. Somebody said, who is that, when he was put on the screen as well. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to see the fan reaction. So I know Brandon's going to the game. I'm going to try my best to go to that game too. That game's going to be a lot of fun to see for sure. All right, so we're going to do probably one or two hot takes here. Um, Israeli Fandom 494, shout out to him. He says, hot take. I know we don't always see eye to eye, but Denny leads this team in rebounds and steals this year. Brandon, what you think? I think that is definitely a uh, realistic goal. Because if you look at the stats from last year, um, looking at rebounds, uh, your top three guys were uh, KP at number one with 8.4 rebounds a game, Kuzma, at second was 7.2 and slightly behind Kuzma was Denny Avia 6.4. So you got to imagine with, you know, KP not being on the roster. Um, not only is Denny numbers going to go up, I, I can see Gaff's numbers going up because there's going to be more opportunities for rebounds. But I think that um, Denny and Kuzma can be kind of neck to neck challenging for getting the most rebounds because both of them are high level rebounders, man. You know, I definitely love what I saw from Kuzma and Denny as far as rebounding last year, man. So, yeah, that's realistic. Uh, looking at steals. Let's get into steals from last year. Um, DeLon Wright was at first with 1.8 steals a game. But then there was, let's see here, four guys tied for second at 0.9, which is Jordan Goodwin, Bradley Bill, KP, and Denny Avia. So, again, you know, with uh, KP and Bradley Bill gone, there's going to be more opportunities. Plus, def- uh, defensively, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. No, I'm not going to say it's tough because – you know, Denny's minutes, he pretty much he's going to get minutes. Now, I was going to say that, you know, you know, with him playing with Bilal, maybe that takes away from opportunities. But, you know, that's something, you know, with the roster construction, we don't know how many minutes Bilal's going to get. So I definitely think that, you know, they're both realistic goals. I think that he can definitely attain both. I definitely think so, too. Um, rebounding, it, it's it's going to be between Gafford, 
Kuzma. Gafford averaged five boards a game, which is actually a little disappointing. I feel like he should definitely average more boards than that. But his minutes were, you know, up and down, you know, getting winded, foul trouble, uh, coming off the bench, what have you. So he had kind of some, you know, he always has something going. <laughs> There's always something weird going on sometimes with him. You just got to find more consistency with him. Can he set a better screen? Can he stay in shape and not have what was it called basketball asthma or sports asthma or something like that, that when he first came here? So um, he's going to play a lot of minutes. So I do think it, it could between it, it's really between Gafford. It's between Kuz. Kuz averaged seven boards, like you said. He averaged he was second on the team. Porzingis was first with eight point four. So with Porzingis being gone, Denny's definitely going to have more opportunities. Uh, other than Gafford, you don't have a you don't. That's the it's between him and Mescala for the center spot. And Mescala is not even really a center. He's really a power forward. He's a stretch four, stretch five. Uh, if anything, he's not, he's not much of a rebounder either. So yeah, there's really not many guys in front of him. So yeah, it is a hot take, but it's, it's realistic. I'll say that other than that, I'm trying to think who else would really rebound more. Cause uh, I mean, Jordan, yeah, Jordan Poole's not in there. He's not in the conversation. Ty's not in the conversation. Uh, Corey's on the conversation. So, yeah, it really is just between two or three guys, really just Gaff, uh, Kuz, and Denny at this point. And then looking at Denny's boards, look at some of his rebounding games last year. He had, a, he had a game where he had 20 boards. He had 20 boards against the Chicago Bulls. He had nine points and 20 boards in 35 minutes. Uh, so he, he's, a, he's a heck of a rebounder. He had uh, a 15-rebound game in 2022 on uh, February 14th against Detroit, where he had 12 points and 15 boards. He had 13 boards on February 28th against Atlanta. Where he had four points, so and that's the thing, that's the up and down with it, you know, his his points here and there. You know, you have four points, but you only have he only had four points by thirteen boards, which is good because he's able to uh, contribute and 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 impact the game in different ways. That's the thing about Denny, but his his offensive game has to get up to speed. Uh, February eighth, he had thirteen boards again. Uh, November twentieth, he had thirteen boards again. Uh, New Year's Day, he had twelve boards against the Milwaukee Bucks, where he had 11 points. Um, but, yeah, you guys basically get the point. He had 11 He had eleven boards against San Antonio, where he had 21 points. That was the big turbo game. Uh, Sacramento on March 18th, he had three points and 11 boards. So you guys get the point Get the point there. So he's had multiple games where he's had 10 boards or more. Uh, Kuzma's had a couple games where he had double-doubles for sure. So Denny's capable of doing it. Uh, as far as steals, as long as DeLon Wright is on the roster, I think he's going to be the champion of steals for this for this team. Uh, he averaged 1.8. Like you said, Brandon, everybody else averaged 0.9. Denny was third in steals with 0.9. So he definitely has a chance to do it. Um, he's one of our better defenders. It's really just between DeLon and Denny at this point and maybe Gafford for rim protection as the best defenders on the roster. And it's really not much close after that, maybe Kuz. But as far as steals, because Kuzma averaged – how many steals did he average last year? He averaged 0.6, which, which is not too far from 0.9. But, yeah, I, I think they're realistic. I think they can happen. But I, I would have to – I would pick – if I had to put money down, I would put DeLon for the Steels winner or the Steels leader. Uh, but I do see him being traded. And then who knows, Denny could be traded as well, so you never know. Uh, but I, I would go with DeLon for the Steels leader, and then I would go with Gaff. I'm going to go with Gaff. Actually, you know, I'm going to go with Kuzma for the rebounding leader. Those are my choices. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Yeah, I'm going to echo that, man. I think that Denny will be second in rebounds. I think it's definitely going to be Kuz. And Stills, you know, I'm with you on that, too. I think DeLon is definitely that guy. I mean, 1.8, man. I mean, good God. I mean, DeLon Wright was getting it, man. But um, with playing time, I think in the future, you know, Bilal and Denny can kind of fight for that. Because I think Bilal, when he gets uh, playing time, I mean, he was pesky in summer league. You know, he was pesky on defense. Mm. But, you know, Denny, you know, Denny, I think he can be up there as far as steals, man. But, you know, like you say, uh, kind of echoing on uh, Gafford. Yeah, 5.5. You know, looking at that, man, I was just like, wow. He's, mm. he's got to get those numbers up, man, yeah, especially with him being the starter. Because, um, you know, going forward, I think that, you know, I like Gaff, man. Gaff's my guy. But, you know, going forward, man, we got to find that franchise center. You know, he's just not that guy going forward, being that guy at center. But I think, you know, obviously being, one, you know, year one of rebuild, he can do. But, yeah, he's got to get those numbers up, man. He's got <laughs> – can't be winded. You, you, you know, he's got to stop going for every pump fake in the, in the book. You know, he's got to mm. work on his game. But so we'll see. Yeah, I, I like how you brought up Bilal. I think Bilal could be a, a sleeper on steals. Uh, I think he's going to get more playing time after the trade deadline. I think his, his playing time certainly is going to go up. Uh, Johnny Davis is a sleeper, too. He brought up summer league with, with Bilal, and, and Johnny Davis definitely got in the po- passing lanes a lot. Uh, he's a sneaky. He's a sneaky choice. It just d- depends on his playing time and confidence with him. And then after that, that's about it. Um, Ryan Rollins. He's he's a pest on defense. He could definitely get in the passing lanes as well. But yeah, as, as long as Delon's on the roster, then I'm gonna definitely go with him. And then Bilal. Yeah, that's that's really it. Um, if we say blocks, it's probably between Gafford and Bilal. But you know, that's not yeah. that's not a part of the hot take. But um, it's a, it's a it's a good hot take. I like it from Israeli fandom. We don't always see eye to eye, but I I I, I kind of see eye to eye with you on this one, Israeli fandom. So we thank you for that hot take. So um, next episode, we're gonna get to some more hot takes, um, and then hopefully the schedule comes out. So we're definitely gonna talk about that and react to that. Some of the important games, like the national TV games, uh, we don't have any rivals, but I guess the only rival right now possibly would be the Suns, and um, and that's really about it. So. We'll, talk about maybe some revenge games and stuff like that but um the hot take we're not going to answer this one today but we'll answer it on the next episode um it's from dad to you on twitter he says pool average 25 points a game kisser will have the third highest points per game and denny will struggle and be traded by the deadline so we're going to answer that on the next on the next episode but the preseason game for the commanders tonight i just want to get your prediction on who do you see winning i know it's preseason so nobody cares (laughs) but i just want to get your prediction for the game who do you got winning tonight, and how do you think Sam Howell looks? Oh man, I think it's gonna be Commanders win. Okay, I mean, because but again, Cleveland's hard. It's hard to win in Cleveland, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we win. We win close one. I think Sam Howell. He's gonna he's gonna come out. I think he's gonna throw for because they they got to give him some time tonight, man. You know, mm-hmm. you got it. Um, he throws for one seventy five, one touchdown, one pick, and he's gonna okay. he's gonna run a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like those predictions. So make sure you guys check out FanDuel and put that put that prediction in there for tonight for sure. All right, we just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. Make sure you guys check us out next week. We'll probably be reacting to the schedule. Make sure you guys hit that notification bell and subscribe wherever you guys get a podcast. And make sure you hit the notification bell on YouTube. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.